And, of course, we know that the Nationals have opted to stay inside the tents and back Prime Minister Scott Morrison's net zero emissions target by 2050 with strong safeguards for regional Australia, settling years, if you like, of bitter climate debate within the coalition. What's the catch, Barnaby? That's what I want to know. What is the catch? A majority of Australians accept the case for net zero emissions by 2050 to present a greater danger from global warming. Prime Minister Scott Morrison, he even accepts it. So does a majority of federal cabinet colleagues. Anthony Albanese certainly does. The future is here. The future is here. And the future is in clean energy. The future is in making sure that we create jobs and benefit our economy by lowering energy prices. That's good for households, but it's also good for driving down the cost of high value manufacturing. It's what can give us a competitive advantage in the ever changing world. If they want a government that's prepared to embrace the opportunity that's there from climate change action, we need a change of government in this country. All right, Albo, good morning to you. Good morning, Marcus. Nice to chat. All right. Well, yesterday, um, apparently they came to some sort of deal. Barnaby Joyce, they had another one of their meetings and Barnaby emerged uh, with uh, Bridget McKenzie and others to say that, yes, we've come up with a solution or a deal, but we won't tell you the detail just yet. So we're going to speak to Scott Morrison about it. And uh, tomorrow we'll find out the fine print, Albo. Well, the pandemonium is finally over. Uh, there was always going to be an agreement for net zero by 2050. Uh, the Nationals quite liked staying in the Cabinet and uh, it was always going to be the case. But we've been through this uh, facade uh, for such a long period of time now uh, that it's hard for Australians, I think, to believe that suddenly uh, the country led by someone who said that uh, electric vehicles would end the weekend, that batteries for renewables were as useful as the big banana or the big prawn, uh, that renewable energy targets were nuts. Suddenly, this government is going to take action seriously on climate change. And uh, net zero by 2050 is basically the admission ticket uh, to the conference in Glasgow for uh, advanced uh, countries like Australia. Uh, but uh, we've just seen this dragging out and out and out. And uh, I just think uh, Australians are entitled to shake their head at, at what uh, what deals have been done that they're not allowed to even know about. Well, leader of the Nationals in the Senate, Bridget McKenzie, said this, Anthony. It's not just agriculture, it's not just mining communities, it is the poorest uh, electorates in the country. And we've taken that role very, very seriously in all our um, uh, interventions over the years, shall we say. And we've been able to grow mining and agricultural exports over the last decade while simultaneously lowering our emissions in this country. That's something we should be proud of. See, I'm not understanding. What what does she mean by, quote, interventions, unquote? Because she searched for a moment for that word. I, I don't quite understand it. That's what concerns me. Well, this is a, a government uh, led by people who, who don't like each other, who don't have a real clear plan for the future. Uh, you know, they're, they're scared of the present, but they're terrified of the future. And government's role is to shape the future. 
uh, along with the, the community to, to talk with them honestly about change that's happening to make sure that people aren't left behind uh, during uh, that process. And the, the nationals have uh, been in denial for such a long period of time. And the truth is that the emissions reductions uh, that have occurred in Australia have been uh, primarily due to changes in land clearing and they're changes that the National Party is, is hostile to. Yeah. They uh, say in a report today that Resources Minister Keith Pitts is set to be elevated to Cabinet under a deal between the Prime Minister and Nationals leader Barnaby Joyce uh, that will see the Nationals sign up to the 2050 net zero target. Uh, of course, Mr Pitt was originally demoted to the outer ministry by Barnaby Joyce and has been one of the toughest critics of a rush to embrace the 2050 target and a very strong advocate of the coal industry's future. I mean, he's not called Coal Pit for no reason. Um, what do you make of this? Well, it's extraordinary, isn't it? A debate that is supposed to be about the future of uh, the planet, uh, that's about the future of our economy and, and, and jobs, and how we get clean energy. Apparently, uh, one of the key things that was about that we all missed was it was about Keith Pitt uh, getting an increase in his pay by being put in the cabinet. Okay. I, it, it, it is just beyond belief, really. If that is one of the things that comes out of this process is a promotion for an individual in order to secure their support, then uh, that says it all about uh, the real problem at the heart of this government, which is it's all about itself. It's all about its own interests, not about the interests of the Australian public. Well, Barnaby Joyce himself said um, one of the focuses of the Nationals was to obtain safeguards for regional Australia in the plan to, uh, you know, to, to move to net zero I'll play a little of what Barnaby's had to say and then a, a, a question on that. I mean, he said regional people were now in a vastly better position than they were before they started the negotiations. Uh, here's uh, Barnaby and what he had to say yesterday. But for all those people in regional Australia, that we will be going into bat for them as we always do. And we look forward to the outcome of the Cabinet submission that is coming forward and making sure that what we have negotiated is in the submission so we have a process of, a, of a, a firm commitment once more on our behalf to regional Australia. I mean, I don't understand. You're going to have people like Matt Canavan. He'll continue to oppose net zero. Others are publicly enthusiastic about this decision. Um, Darren Chester, for instance, posted on Facebook that Sunday has been a very good day for the future of regional Australia. But they're not saying anything that you haven't said. I saw you on the television last night when you were quizzed about uh, coal mining. You know, and you, you very clearly said, which is something that I've always talked about on this program, it's not as if we're going to close down every single coal mine in Australia tomorrow or even in the next year or two years. You said we need to keep the lights on um, because it's important as we transition. And that's what this debate is all about, Anthony. It's not about immediately destroying mining industries and destroying regional uh, communities reliant on the mining sector. It's about a transition. That word, transition, it's very important in this debate. Is the National Party putting up fake debates and then arguing against themselves, effectively. Uh, Barnaby Joyce, for him to talk about 
the regions. There's a renewable energy zone in the New England. It's been put there by the coalition government in New South Wales, sure. Liberal and National Party. It is leading to just uh, billions of dollars of investment uh, in that region, creating jobs, lowering energy prices, making a difference. And uh, this, this bloke's opposed to it. He's opposed to the renewable energy zone in his own region of New England uh, that's being put there by the New South Wales Coalition government. I mean, you couldn't make this stuff up. Uh, Barnaby Joyce, uh, having, uh, having spent years uh, just being a destructive force, has found himself as the Deputy Prime Minister. The other reports from yesterday's meeting is that at the end of it all, he said he didn't agree to it. Uh, right. That was his final contribution. Now, if, if he didn't agree to it, guess what? When Scott Morrison gets on his plane and goes to Europe on Thursday, mm -hmm. Barnaby Joyce will be acting Prime Minister. He was a bloke in charge. And uh, that, that should be a real concern uh, to all of your listeners because uh, this guy has a record of never actually doing anything constructive, just trying to tear things down. All right, before I let you go, Anthony, uh, I know you don't place much credence in opinion polls, but it, it is a news poll day. Labor has widened its two-party lead over the coalition, 54 to 46% in the latest news poll compared to 53, 47 three weeks ago. The coalition's primary vote has fallen two points to 35%. It is Scott Morrison and his government's lowest level this term. Now, also, importantly in this poll published today in The Australian, it found 47% of voters thought the government should prioritise meeting emissions reduction targets compared to 40% who thought lower energy bills should be the priority. So there's been a, a big shift, not only in climate policy, but for your mob as well, a shift toward, well, perhaps a, a brighter future. Well, the the poll that matters is the one on polling day. Um, <laughs> yes, true. Yeah, po politicians do look at, at, at polls, but we know that uh, it, it doesn't really matter. What matters is uh, the vision that I've had is to make yeah. sure that uh, we're ahead on polling day. That's been my task, and that we prepare for a good period of government. Uh, with good, solid policies for a future made in Australia for improving the lives of, of working families and for uh, dealing with more secure work for Australians. And part of achieving that is dealing with the challenge of climate change, which, of course, is a challenge, but it's also an incredible opportunity for us to create jobs and for us to emerge uh, from this process as a renewable energy superpower. All right, you uh, said last week perhaps when uh, Scott Morrison returns from Glasgow, he may call an early election, perhaps as early as December. Are you still prepared for that? Uh, that we will be prepared for that. Uh, I think uh, today's uh, poll would uh, make that a very brave call yeah, uh, for him to make. Uh, but, but we're prepared for December 11, uh, if he chooses to do so, uh, and, and end... Uh, the conflict and, and actually give Australia the opportunity to have a government that wants to govern in their interests of the people rather than themselves, uh, then I welcome him calling an election if he does. Good to have you on. Thank you, Anthony. We'll talk again in uh, the next couple of weeks.
Thanks very much, Marcus.